Well, hey, whether you stumbled onto my podcast or you've been a longtime listener, I'm glad you're listening. What is this podcast all about? Well, it's about people just like me, just like you, about age 60, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but you, like me, are trying to figure out how you're going to do life for this next 10, 20, 30 years. How are you going to stay healthy? What are you going to eat? Are you going to exercise? How are you going to do the things you really, really want to do in retirement? Uh, But most importantly, things that I think about go along these lines. How am I going to avoid assisted living? How am I going to maintain my independence? How am I going to enjoy life to its fullest until God says my time is done? Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Pushing 60 Aside with your host, Gene Fleming. That's me, living right here in my hometown of Fort Payne, Alabama, at the foot of Lookout Mountain. Hey, you know, I really love living here. Yesterday I took a group of my uh, fitness friends and we went for a trail hike in the DeSoto State Park. I saw some waterfalls, some trees, and mostly we're in dry conditions now, so our trail hike didn't involve a lot of slogging through mud. Uh, I'm excited about uh, the fall of the year because, uh, of course, we'll be going through the foliage change here shortly and the the woods will be much more beautiful and and it seems like the wildlife becomes a lot more active. And We didn't see much yesterday in the way of wildlife. Uh, nothing worth mentioning, as a matter of fact. But we did have a good walk through the woods, climbed some hills, saw some interesting rock formations, and uh, you know, and just got out and enjoyed what was really a mild uh, late summer day. So, in thinking about um, what I talk about on this episode, I was I've been kind of consumed with a thought this week about uh, it goes along these lines. Everybody needs a purpose to live, and sometimes sometimes that purpose is another person. You know, I'd hate to think that my sole purpose for living in life was just to do my job. I'd hate to think that it was just solely to bass fish or play golf. While those things are okay, uh, the purpose that I live these days is in part to serve other people and to help other people. And and um, so I want to make sure that my purpose in life continues on into my truly golden years. I want to always have some cause that I'm working toward, working on, working with people that I'm involved with that keep me motivated to be uh, a strong, healthy, vibrant, energetic, uh, purposeful senior citizen. Now, 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 now. But there are reasons over the years that I have examined my purpose for living, okay? And there were a couple of times when I was really sick that I did not care whether I continued to live or not. I mean, I was just to that point of uh, sickness and depression and and the quality of my life had gone down. Well, as you know the story by now, I got well. 
I got better and I got healthy and then I got fit and and it all works together and here I'm on the eve of yet another visit with my cardiologist and uh, I'm, I'm confident I will get good reports again this year because I've continued to take care of myself and I take care of myself because one of my reasons for living is to continue to be the patriarch in my Fleming family. And, uh, and I think I have reached that status now since I am perhaps the oldest living and active male in my family. And as such, I want to use my influence to inspire my daughters, my stepdaughters, uh, cousins and friends and, and just anybody else that's uh, connected to me as family. That's a, that's a good purpose. So I have to make sure, you know, that, that I'm setting the kind of example that uh, would be inspirational perhaps to other people. Now, I know that some of my kids are not going to be interested in going on a, a two-mile slog through the woods uh, in the fall of the year. Uh, they're girly girls, you know, and, um, and well, I've got one that would definitely be interested, but, uh, you know, the rest of them are, you know, they're, they're mostly city kids, and, and, um, and they have a completely different lifestyle than I do when it comes to, you know, outdoor activities. Now, now they do go rafting and things like that, but those, those are more vacation things. But um, one of my chief purposes for living uh, these days stems from s some thinking that I did back when I was really sick, and it still holds true. And uh, some of the chief purposes that um, I continue to watch what I eat, uh, see my doctors regularly, and get regular exercise is there are people that I am living for. And by living for, I am part of their social network. I'm, I'm one of their friends. I'm one of their family members. And in one case, I'm a husband. And so I kind of feel like I should do whatever I can do within reason to keep myself able to fulfill my duties and roles in each one of those situations, whether I'm friend or family or husband or father. And so sometimes when I'm looking into my tank of energy reserves and, you know, and I really don't feel like going for a, a long brisk walk or lifting weights or, or doing any of that fitness stuff, you know, I, um, I think, well, wait a minute. It's this fitness stuff that has, um, that has helped me rebound from serious sickness and get back to a place of health. And now I'm approaching 63 years of age. And 63 is not old, you know. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be the wise old man that lives on the hill or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm not truly an old, old senior yet, but yet I'm of retirement age and I've already retired. And so it would be easy at this point in my life to become extremely sedentary to disengage from uh, social and religious activities, uh, family gatherings, and, and all of those sorts of things. But 
I've got a purpose, and my purpose is to not just live, but to live well. And, and I mean that in two ways. I want to have a good life in as much as we can, and I want to be physically healthy. So it's kind of funny when I was uh, thinking about going to the, to the cardiologist tomorrow. He always weighs me in and, um, of course, does blood pressure and basic checks and runs an EKG on me. And, and, uh, and, and you know, and it's funny, once you've struggled with weight, you know, you're, you're sometimes afraid of what your doctor will think. You know, uh, and I know he's going to weigh me in tomorrow, or his, his one of his nurses will. And uh, and I thought, oh my, what if I've gained a few pounds since he saw me last year? And <laughs> and and so, you know, even after all this time, I still kind of worry about my weight, and I'd be a liar if I said I didn't. Now I do still weigh in about once a week. And, uh, and I record it, and I, I, re- I use my Fitbit app to record and log my weight. And, um, and, I, and I watch for trends. You know, if like over a couple of months I've slid up a few pounds, well, it's easy for me to say, okay, boy, you better buckle down and uh, find out why you're gaining weight. And most of the time it's not because I've slacked off in exercise. Most of the reasons that I have gained a little bit of weight over, say, a few weeks or a few months is because I've, I've kind of broken some rules on my eating habits. And they're not serious violations. It's not like I went on a three-week-long binge of ice cream and pizza. It's just that, um, you know, what used to be just a, a Friday night treat may now have extended into a weekend uh, splurge, so to speak, you know, with uh, maybe a Friday night pizza and a Saturday burger. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's just, and sometimes it's in the snacking area. Um, so if I see my weight trending up, I hate to say this because it, it it sounds kind of ridiculous at this point. I kind of get a little panicky. And part of the reason I get panicky is because I've clearly established my purpose for living. And I know full well what disrupted the quality of my life, you know, 10 or 12 years ago to the point that, that I got miserably sick. So the goal these days is to... You know, even after I lost the bulk of the weight that I lost, uh, it has always been to now monitor and continue to do little minor tweaks. And we'll just call them tweaks, like slight adjustments. It's like fine-tuning the radio on an old AM radio. Um, Getting precisely dialed in to where I need to be to maintain my weight. So for the last two or three weeks here, <clears throat> I went back to more of a, a low-carb diet because over the summer months, and, and I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed this a bit. Uh, I got where I enjoyed uh, uh, eating a grapefruit or an orange every single day. Are those things necessary for my health? No, but they're sometimes good for my mental health. Uh, because I just, you know, I'm like anybody else. If I've got favorite things I like to eat, I'm, I like to have those periodically. 
and I kind of slacked up on my use of breads. And um, and yeah, I'd buy a whole wheat bread or you know something along those lines. And um, and then you know me and uh, Kathleen, we get so tired of figuring out what we're going to eat for supper. Uh, I'm sure that if if you've spent a day in a household as a married couple, you you know it, it's that classic question: What are we going to have for supper? Well, 99% of the time, it's not go through a drive-through and get a couple of burgers and fries. But um, you know, day to day, night to night, um, you know, are we going to have steak? Are we going to grill some hamburger, hamburger patties? Are we going to uh, broil some chicken? Uh, what are we going to have to go with it? I mean, it sounds so simple, you know. It's just, and sometimes it's so simple, it's boring. It's boring, and um, and so when I discovered that I had slipped up from the mid 180s to the low 190s a few weeks ago, I said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, we're not going back. To, we're going the wrong direction." And so, I, like a light switch, I switched off all the unnecessary carbs that I was getting, and by unnecessary, in my case, it's excessive carbs. Uh, the truth about my body, my physiology, is I can't eat four pieces of even whole wheat bread every day and get away with it. I don't know what happens to bread in my system, but I think it converts immediately into fat and goes into <laughs> and goes into my my waistline. So it took me a couple of weeks and and I shed about five or six pounds you know it's not a massive amount of weight I really didn't change my exercise at all but all this is consistent with uh, attaining to my level of purpose in life and I also have some uh, running events coming up this fall and it just doesn't make any sense in the world to me to go into a, a 5k race carrying eight pounds, five pounds, four pounds of extra weight on my body. I mean, I would not dress in, you know, a double layer of clothing and a heavy winter coat and, um, and, and carry two two-liter sodas uh, in my hands while running. And that's about how much weight I'm talking about, eight, ten pounds. And, uh, you know, so if that, if that weight is on my body and I'm running, I have to carry that 10 pounds, 8 pounds, whatever it is, I have to carry that the entire distance as well, and that just makes the runs harder. And, you know, because it's added body weight, it adds a little more stress to my knees, a little more to my feet, a little more to my hips, and uh, it makes me have to work harder to get a good time on my runs. So... You know, I think fitness always needs to be with a purpose. So if you're in the early days of trying to lose your weight and uh, lose some weight and, and get healthy, you know, you need to stay focused on the purpose, the, the real reason. Why am I doing this? Why at this point in my life did I decide, did I decide that I got to make changes? Why is this so important? And it's 
it's of course easy to jump on the health bandwagon you know because how many times have our doctors told us well you need to watch what you're eating and you need to get some exercise and you know that just floats over our heads like a hot air balloon and as long as the doctor didn't tell us we're really sick and give us a new prescription you know we're pretty good with that doctor's visit but of all the advice our doctors have given us that's the advice we most likely did not heed because uh, we're just thankful we're not really sick this time you know or they didn't find something wrong in our blood and and we didn't have to have another prescription so in attaining to this purpose of living well uh, you know it, it's it's incumbent on us to look at what we're doing periodically and ask hard questions like is this really working uh, am I doing exactly what I need to be doing to actually improve my health you know there are people that become uh, chronically obsessed with exercise and when they do they stay in a permanent state of stress and uh, they stay in a permanent state of body inflammation because you know even with walking you can walk too much I know that sounds like it's kind of hard to believe but especially for those of us over 60 um, you know if you're getting a couple of miles a day at a good brisk pace that's really all the exercise that you need but sometimes we set lofty goals or become competitive and uh, you know we become more consumed with winning uh, uh, or uh, beating ourselves than stopping just for a minute and considering okay why am what is my purpose in doing all this weight loss is one thing right health is another thing but the the goal should be how do I get five or ten more really good years out of life and and what do I do to make that happen that that's the the goal here that helps you achieve your purpose my purpose is to be a really good husband to my wife to be a good really good pet owner to my dogs to be a good neighbor to be a, a public speaker a trainer and a motivator until I'm just too cranky old to do it well anymore and um, and then maybe I will look at uh, spending more time at home and uh, you know and engage less but you know from what I'm seeing the people that I know personally that are in their 90s and and there's several of them I can I, I can there's three within a couple of miles of me here that that I talk with regularly that are still on the go they're still active they still attend church they still attend and participate in veterans groups um, they're interactive with their families and their grandchildren um, and great-grandchildren and sometimes great-great-grandchildren and um, most of them are pet owners how about that how about that uh, there's something about this connection with having responsibilities things to take care of that kind of helps us be motivated to take care of ourselves I had this thought the other day I just you know I just got this puppy uh, Jasper uh, you know last year uh, in November and um, and and I got to thinking you know now that he's over a year old 
you know, we have really bonded. You know, he sleeps with me every night. He sits next to me on the couch. He argues with me. Uh, he nags me. Uh, he's just a typical dog, you know. And uh, but he's he's a good dog, you know. He's learned to go outside and take care of the essentials, and uh, and uh, and he even has taken on this role of feeling like he's the protector of the house. So when the garbage truck comes by, he barks at it. But I was thinking the other day how sad it would be if I didn't take care of myself. And, and Jasper's just one right now. So he's got the prospect of living 12, 13, 14, maybe even 15 years. And if, if I don't take care of myself, I could, I, could, I, could, I could die when he's 8, 9, or 10 years old. And that's hardly fair to him. I mean, how do you explain to a pet that, you know, Papa died because, uh, you know, he sat on his butt too much and he ate a bunch of sugar? You know, how, do you, how do you explain that to your dog? Because the dog can't understand, but even more so, how can you explain that to your granddaughter or your grandson or maybe your brother or sister who are still alive? Uh, you know, that is so unnecessary that so many of us get so sick and die before we even have a chance to really enjoy our senior years. Uh, so this thing about having a purpose, ask yourself, why is this important? Um, why am I doing this? Why am I even thinking about what I'm putting in my mouth? Why am I even thinking about going for a walk every day? What is the real reason I'm doing this? And, uh, and make sure that your motivation and all of it is to be the best version of yourself, as, especially as you merge into your truly senior years. And I kind of think the truly senior years begin about 70, 72, somewhere in there. And I know that of the seniors that I work with, the ones that are in their 70s, here's some things I can tell you. None of them are obese, okay? Let's just cut to the chase. They are not obese. My active, healthy, mentally alert seniors that have worked out with me over these last couple of years, none of them are obese. And none of them, I'm just throwing this in there, none of them smoke and none of them uh, use alcohol in excess. Most of them are active in their, at least their churches, but some are involved in other uh, social groups like homemakers clubs, uh, garden clubs, and um, and uh, crafting. I, I'm not a crafter myself, but but there are crafting clubs and and groups that get together and do these things. And I've got some other friends that are that are real big time into ceramics, and they and their ceramics buddies, you know, twice a week they're they're crafting ceramic products. You know, maybe not for you, maybe not for me, but I'm just saying that these seniors that are still enjoying life have some of these ingredients in their mix. See, it's not just enough for me to be a podcaster because I could sit here in this makeshift studio and I could turn out a podcast twice a day if I wanted to. Lord, we'd all get bored with that. But this is, this is not enough. 
This is not enough. It's good for me to have chores. It's good for me to have responsibilities. It's good for me to have to shop. And it's good for me to have to, you know, be attuned with my financial matters. And it's good for me to watch what I eat. And it's good for me to make sure, at a minimum, I get a couple of good miles of walking in every day. Yesterday, just for fun, we uh, went for this little trail hike, and and it was very enjoyable. It was something different. We as a group had never done this, and we went to the top of Lookout Mountain and went into the DeSoto State Park and took a trail. Uh, you know, and it was it was stimulating for us as older folks, just because you know we were in the great outdoors and we were seeing things that are just different than what we see every single day. Also, in order to make our group exercise more enjoyable, we've started changing up the locations. One of the places we walk at is the local fairgrounds, which is flat as a flitter. I mean, it's just, it used to be a, a, a runway in a small town airport, and now it's just a uh, a place where the fair sets up, the carnival set up when it comes to town every year. and uh, But it's boring to walk there, except for the occasional other people we see there. It's just, you know, straight out a quarter mile and straight back a quarter mile and straight out a quarter mile and straight back a quarter mile. And so we've started walking in cemeteries and different cemeteries and at some of the local walking parks. And we kind of do this randomly. It's not like it's always, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday we walk here. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday we walk there. But interestingly enough, yesterday, even though we had done this hike in the outdoors, and um, granted the hike wasn't very challenging. It wasn't like we did a lot of hill climbing or, or anything like that. Um, when we got done, we had only amassed about about a mile and a half total walking for the day and and but we were done you know you can only spend so many hours doing that sort of stuff and uh, and so we broke up as a group and I came home and ran by the grocery store because you know <laughs> groceries are essential I ran by the grocery store came home I grilled a steak and a couple of hamburger patties and uh, and uh, steamed some vegetables and I had supper, and then I called one of the ladies that walks with me, uh, Deborah Brown. I called her and I said, "I'm not done. I, you know, I haven't. I don't feel like I got any real exercise today. Do you want to go to the walking park uh, near your house and uh, let's let's knock out a few miles?" Well, it was after supper, you know. And basically, what happened is we turned the whole day into an active day. We went out to the walking park and and we walked to almost dark and uh, finished up hitting our <laughs> Fitbit step goals for the day and you know and it's it's the variety it's the fellowship it's the friendship it's the uh, joint commitment to both of us fulfilling our purpose and the purpose is always going to be to serve to be active, to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, to be a contributor, to be somebody that gives and not just takes, 
all the time, uh, to be active, to feel like there's something fun to go do today or tomorrow. You know, um, seniors have a lot of problems with depression, and that depression is sometimes complicated with death of loved ones or even death of a pet, death, you know, it's just, you know, and this exercise thing is one of the ways that we can get out of the house, whether we go to a gym or a walking park or a senior center and do exercise classes, this exercise is perhaps one of the best treatments for just generalized depression and anxiety. Now, when I hang out with people that are about my age and we talk about things people our age are interested in, um, you know, the brain gets stimulated. Uh, just seeing these folks every day we get together and go for a walk, it's always a happy moment during the day. And then maybe for the next hour and a half or two hours, we grind out miles and sometimes blazing hot weather. And, and uh, you know, in the meantime, we fellowship, we have conversations, we talk about any and everything imaginable, and, and we've bonded as friends. So part of my purpose for staying alive and staying healthy is because I like my friends. You might not like them. You may not even think they're interesting, but I think they're pretty cool people and is part of my quality of life. So there you have it today. Why are you struggling to be well uh, and extend the quality of your life? What is your purpose? Ask yourself, what, what, why am I doing this? Why am I watching what I'm eating? Why am I trying to get exercise every day? What is the purpose and am I doing a good job of this? Um, you know, it's not just numbers on the scales. It's not just the size of shirt or pants that you wear. Uh, it is literally far greater than that. It's health and it's having the ability to enjoy what you have worked your whole blessed life for. Until next time, this is Gene Fleming on the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast. I wish you a truly enjoyable day. God bless.